Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. Hey, leaders, welcome to episode 57 of the Leadership Matters Podcast. My name is Jeremy, your host, and we have part two here in episode 57, part two of a strategic growth and development for leaders, a little mini series we've been doing. And last month, we started this two-part mini-series entitled Strategic Growth and Development for Leaders. And in that episode, episode 56, we talked about a personal strategic plan for your growth and development as a leader. And so in this episode, episode 57, which is part two, I want to talk about a strategic plan for those that you are leading. This could be your staff, it could be your employees, it could be leaders uh, who are underneath your leadership in any form of ministry or organization. It might even be your volunteers. And so if you have not listened to part one yet, I encourage you to stop this episode right now, go back and listen to it first. And if you have listened to it, Here's a quick recap just to get us all on the same page and kind of a bit of a foundation for part two here in episode 57. So we started with the premise in the last episode that leaders are learners and that if you have a desire to lead for an entire lifetime, then you're also going to need a deep commitment to lifelong learning, to remaining a student. And we talked in the last episode about To remain a student means to remain humble and to remain curious. And the moment we start to to think that we're knowledgeable, it starts to allow pride and it puffs us up. And what do we do? We stop learning because we think we know everything. And to remain humble and curious is to know that you absolutely do not know everything and you have tons to learn yet. And that's how you remain committed to lifelong learning is by knowing that you don't know it all. We also talked about the major obstacle to any leader's growth personally is uh, and their development is is to become comfortable. It's being com- being comfortable because growth and comfort cannot coexist. We then moved into eight different ways that we grow as leaders and we talked about those and again, you need to go back and listen to it if you're not sure what those are. And then we wrap things up by talking about the four elements to a personal strategic growth and development plan for you as a leader. We talked about four elements and if you remember, I'll quickly recap them. They were schedule it, you gotta make time to learn and grow, you gotta capture it, an insight, a thought, whatever. Uh, Then you gotta share it. Again, the principle was the teacher learns the most and then apply it, implement it into your own leadership. And sometimes you got to get creative to do that and figure out where could you implement this new thought, this new idea that you learned because you scheduled it, you captured it, you shared it, and now you need to apply it. Again, feel free to go back and we took a much deeper dive. It was about a 30 minute long episode, so it's not too long, but you can learn and grow through that episode, episode 56, uh, but we took a much deeper look at all of those things that I just recapped. So here we are, episode 57, part two. This is now developing a strategic growth and development plan for your leaders, for the people underneath you, your staff, your employees, your volunteers, whatever the case may be. So now that we've taken some time to talk strategic growth and development for you personally, I wanna take a look at a plan for those that you're leading. 
people you give leadership and direction to. Um, so let me just give you an example of what this could look like. If you're, we have a lot of church leaders listening to this podcast, primarily majority of listeners would be uh, people who are in ministry. But if you're a lead pastor, this may mean that it's your pastoral staff we're talking about, coming up with a growth and development plan for them, for your team members. If you're a staff pastor, a kids, youth, worship, associate, this could be the leaders that are underneath you or your volunteer team that you lead. Or if you're a business or organizational leader, it might be those who would be directly under your leadership and you would consider uh, to be their direct report. So I just wanted to give you some context as to how this actually uh, filters down in whatever context that you're leading. So regardless of the context, this remains true. This is this is one of those bottom line working statements we're going to uh, flow out of today. So, so you need to hear this. The growth and development of any church, any organization will be largely dictated by the growth and development of its leaders, staff, employees, etc. Let me say it again. The growth and development of any church or organization will be largely dictated by the growth and development of its leaders, staff, employees, etc. There's a, a Gallup poll that I recently came across that was done recently that found 85% of employees were disengaged from work. And 70% of this was dependent on the employee's relationship with their direct report. Wow. 85% of employees. Now, that's an American study, so that's in the U.S., but I, we're not too much different up here in Canada. 85% of employees were disengaged from work, and 70% of this was dependent on the employee's relationship with their direct report. Meaning that people don't usually leave a job because of the job itself, because the job was bad. But the majority of the time, people leave jobs, they leave their work, it's because of a bad manager or a bad leader. They're just simply not being led well. You cannot bypass the growth and development of your leaders, your staff, your team, and expect to experience growth and development as a church, as a ministry, business, or an organization. You just can't. You can't bypass the growth and development of your team and expect that your organization is going to grow and develop. It's just not possible. And I understand the hesitation for some in not doing this, as there are some out there listening today who... Uh, just don't feel it's their responsibility uh, for, for the growth and development of their staff, of their leaders. Um, but leaders need to be responsible. They need to be responsible first and foremost for their own growth and development. And then they need to become responsible and take it on as their uh, chief mission uh, to, to help those around them grow and develop as leaders. And, and so if you don't do this, if you leave it all up to everyone else on your team to do that on their own, you're sacrificing the overall success of your church, of your ministry, of your business or organization, wherever you're currently leading. That's just a true statement. There's others of you who might be listening today, or maybe they're not listening, and, and probably more times than not, they're not listening because they're not the type of people that are, that are taking responsibility for their own growth and development. So they're probably not listening to a podcast like this or another one. Uh, but there are those out there who are not doing this because they just don't know where to start or don't feel properly equipped, which is totally okay. 
Uh, and if that's the case, I hope that you are listening to this. I hope you are here and you've showed up for this podcast today, or maybe you're listening to other great leadership podcasts out there, and there is a plethora of them. Let me just say that. Because that's exactly what I want to help you with today. And so if you're here today listening to this and you're a leader, you have people underneath you that you're leading, but you're not sure where to start in helping them grow and develop as leaders and as a team, well, you're in the right place because that's exactly what I want to unpack for you over the next few minutes. If you are a leader in any capacity, then one of your roles is to assist those you're leading in their growth and development. It doesn't mean you have to do it all. but it is your responsibility to ensure that there's a plan in place and that it's being followed. Listen, maybe leadership is not one of your highest strengths, your highest giftings. It doesn't mean that you have to be the one who's actually training your team or developing them. There's all sorts of great resources out there. Maybe give it off to another staff member who this is in their wheelhouse. Like this is what they eat, breathe, sleep, and drink. Like they, they love leadership. You don't have to get them excited. I'm sure they'd be more than thrilled to help you come up with a plan together and to help you even lead it for the rest of the team members, the rest of the staff. So if it's not your thing, the responsibility is still yours to ensure that it's getting done, that it is happening. Again, otherwise, the success of your overall organization, your church, your ministry is going to suffer because your whole team doesn't have a plan in place to, to grow and develop. So what does or what could a leadership development plan look like for your staff, for your leaders, your volunteers? Well, that's a great question. And I want to give you five aspects, okay? Five aspects of a strategic leadership development plan for the people that you are responsible to lead. So here we go. Let's let's buckle in. Here we go. We're about to ride some buses here today on the Leadership Matters podcast. First of all, you got to consume. As the leader, the first place that you can start is by assigning something for your team to consume together. This could be a book that you're all reading. It might be a podcast that you're all going to listen to. Uh, Maybe it's a leadership talk from a conference that you're all going to watch together. I don't know what it is. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day what the format is. The point is that you assign something for your entire team to consume together, the same material. And this is important. This goes back to even in our last episode that we actually schedule time to learn and grow personally as leaders. Well, now you're doing this as a team. You're basically, the consuming part is that you're scheduling it. You're ensuring that it's going to happen. You might choose the book. Maybe the suggestion comes from another staff member and and what they're reading and what they're learning from something that's really been insightful for them. Get their feedback. The bottom line is that you got to consume something together and this will start you off on the right foot, on the right track. Again, it might be reading. It could be listening to something, but consume something together. Now, you don't always have to consume it at the same time. Maybe you assign a book and you read a chapter a week on your own. And then you come back and we'll get to, to step number two. But the, the fact is you're consuming something and it's the same material. Then number two, after you've consumed it, you need to digest it as a team. After you've consumed the material, it's now time to digest it. This is where the learning starts to transpire. You might include as a part of this step a couple questions maybe to ask your team. 
Like, what did you learn from this? We all consumed this material together over the last week or over this past hour together here today. Now, what did you learn from this? What do you, what's something that you're taking away from this content? This is the insight part. It's the thought part. It's the idea that actually, and, and for each of your team members, your leaders underneath you, this might be different. And that's, that's actually a really great thing because we all learn in different ways and we're all going to take something away that maybe the person next to us isn't taking away. That's a good thing. And then you're going to encourage your team how to apply this learning to their context of leadership. This is where you can help them as their leader. You're going to help them figure out ways to apply this to their own context of leadership. That's all a part of digesting. It's that you're, you're, you're actually talking about, you're discussing, you're, you're figuring out how to digest this content and apply it to their context of leadership. You may want to ask them here to come up with one action step that they're actually going to take as a result of learning this content with a deadline when they'll actually have to have it completed by because as soon as you add a deadline to it, you're adding accountability because you're going to check back and say, did you do this by the deadline that you gave the last time we were together? Another strategic part, so those two kind of go together and, and this third one is kind of, it's, a, it's almost like a standalone. It doesn't necessarily follow suit. Those two kind of go together. This one is a, a standalone aspect of strategic leadership development plan for your people. And I've just called it shadow. So we're going to consume, we're going to digest, and then uh, an aspect of their leadership growth, need they need to have a shadow component. And this is the third aspect to their leadership development plan for your team, is to shadow someone. It might be to apprentice, uh, I don't know what word you want, it might be to observe. But the idea here is that each of your staff, your team, would identify someone who is knocking it out of the park in their area of leadership or an area that they want to grow in. And then they're going to shadow them, maybe for a day, maybe for a half day, maybe for longer, maybe for a longer period of time. But but they are going to shadow them and learn more about what actually makes that person successful in their field, their area, their context of leadership. This is a great way to learn to shadow someone. I will say that that this doesn't even always have to be in your specific area of leadership. Just shadowing anyone who interests your team or, or, or who your team member is interested in would be a worthwhile and will have huge dividends to them and their growth as a leader. Let me give you an example of this. Uh, a couple years ago, um, there was a new coffee roaster that came to town where I currently live. And I reached out and got to know this person this new coffee roaster and super nice guy, so down to earth. I love good coffee and I've always been intrigued by what goes into the process of creating good coffee. And so a couple years ago when I met this local roaster, he very quickly became a friend of mine and I asked if I could shadow him, if I could come in the next time he was roasting coffee and just watch him do what he does and see everything that goes into roasting great coffee. And so without a hesitation, he graciously agreed. And so he let me know when he was going to be roasting next. We worked it out with our schedule. And I went in and I spent a half day just shadowing him as he roasted coffee. And he graciously took the time as he was roasting this coffee to to stop at various periods and tell me why he was doing what he was doing and why this was so important to the overall roasting process 
And so I joined him in his warehouse that day. And I got to tell you, I came back so fired up. I learned so much in that day about the whole process and what goes into process of roasting good coffee. And even though roasting coffee is not what I do for a living, it's just this side hustle, not even a hustle. It's just an interest, really. It's a hobby. I love making good coffee in my day and drinking good coffee. And so I thought, man, it'd be really interesting someday to learn about what goes into roasting good coffee. And because of what I learned that day, it spurred me on. It was so fun. It, it was so invigorating to me because it was something I was interested in. And it just spurred me on to be a better leader, to actually grow in the areas that I do lead in. Even though coffee is not one of those areas I get paid to do or I lead in, it's not my job, it's not my calling, but it still spurred me on in my own personal growth and development, just the fact of learning something new. And so that's why this one is so important, this whole shadowing, that it's an aspect of each of your team members and their leader, because it's just going to overall, it's going to help them grow and develop as a leader. And so it doesn't always have to be in the field or the area that they're leading in. Just going and learning anything that you're interested in and shadowing somebody who's an expert in that field will will have just this compound effect to your own growth and leadership um, as a leader. And so I'd encourage you to figure out where that might be. Your staff may want to shadow you or maybe somebody else who does something that they could see themselves growing into one day. Well, let them do that. Don't be ashamed of that. Let them in. Take them the next time you're going to do something. If you're crazy good at visiting people, some of you older leaders out there who just have a gift with pastoral care, you church leaders, and you're just excellent pastors. The next time you're going to visit someone from your congregation, from your your church, like take one a younger leader with you who's maybe interested in that and wants to become better at that. Let them shadow you in that. Let them shadow you the next time you're offering care or you're doing a funeral or something that they may have no experience in whatsoever, but may need some for some point along their journey let them shadow you the next time you're doing it don't do it alone this is so so good for their leadership and it'll become good for you because it'll remind you some of the things that become routine and stale in our own leadership it wakes us up again when we know we have somebody shadowing us and watching us do what we do So we've talked about consuming some content together. We've talked about digesting that content as a team. Now we've talked about shadowing and this, uh, just each of your team members uh, having an opportunity to shadow somebody that they're interested in. And then number four, discuss. Step four is discuss. Growth and development can happen in all sorts of various ways and formats. However, there's an exponential amount of growth that happens amongst our peers when we are put into learning groups cohorts where we actually discuss what we're learning, how we're learning. So as the main leader, part of your leadership development plan for your team might be to create some peer learning groups or some some clusters or cohorts where where your team members can actually discuss what they're consuming, what they're learning, how they're digesting it. Uh, and, and maybe they want to partly, it could be some of the things that you're consuming back in step one. It might be what they're digesting from that content. And now you're going to actually put them in smaller groups to learn together. These could be learning groups, learning cohorts where they can learn, digest. Or maybe they're going to take what they learned through shadowing someone. And now they're going to go back and discuss it with three or four other people 
um, who maybe shadowed somebody different. And you can all learn and grow together. Even though you weren't the person shadowing, you're going to learn from somebody else who did shadow that person. But this discussion component is just so key um, and will have significant uh, just significant results to your entire team by by you as the leader, the main leader, uh, creating time and space for this to make this happen, that they would each have their own learning groups to learn in. And these don't need to be too complicated. It could consist of three to four people, again, that um, that share similar interests, or maybe they don't even share similar interests or areas of influence, areas of leadership. They might be putting them together and and just bringing them together and asking two or three simple questions of each other is going to just be a great a great uh just a great area for them to grow together so consume digest shadow discuss and then finally number five an aspect the fifth aspect of any strategic leadership development plan for your people is to customize this one's a little trickier and take, it's probably a little more time consuming for you as the main leader. But this final step would be for allow some to allow for some customization amongst your team of people that you're leading. As each of them is unique and each of them has unique learning styles. And, uh, and this, again, often varies amongst leaders on your team. And so allow for some customization. Maybe you'd sit with each of your team members, maybe at, uh, at staff review time, maybe once a year you, you do that, or maybe quarterly you do that. But that would be a great opportunity to talk about your, your, your aspects of their strategic growth and development plan and then to customize it for them as their leader because they are unique. They're different than every other member on your team. They might hold some similarities, but there's still going to be differences, even in how they learn and what uh, really prompts them and excites them. And so ask them those questions, how they learn best. Maybe they're more of an experiential learner, a hands-on learner. Um, and so ask them, find that out, and then customize the, the, the leadership development plan for that specific leader. This could be where you give customized assignments to various staff leaders or volunteers based upon their unique strengths or their portfolio where they're currently leading in. It's so important as leaders that we're not just growing and learning ourselves, but that we are strategic in our efforts to also grow and develop the people underneath us, the people who are under our leadership. That is our responsibility as leaders. And so nobody gets off the hook, even if it's not your strength, even if leadership is not your greatest gifting. doesn't mean you have to do it all, but you have others around you who maybe leadership is a higher gifting of theirs. It's, it's a, a higher strength. And so pull them in and allow them, ask them for their help to come up with a plan for your entire team. It's still your responsibility as the main leader. And I know this can be so overwhelming, such an overwhelming task as we stand back and look at it as we are busy leaders. I know some of the temptation out there right now as you're listening to this is the fact that you're busy. When am I going to find time for this? That's probably one of the major questions you're asking right now. But again, may I remind you, the growth and development, i.e. the success of your church, your organization, your ministry that you're leading, will be largely dictated by the growth and development of each leader on your team. So why do this? It's real simple. Because the success of your organization, your church, your ministry, your business depends upon it. That's why this is so important. Remember, 
The greatest things that we're remembered for won't be what we built, but who we built. Let me say that again. I've said that on previous podcasts, but let me say it again. Uh, I got that from another leader. I don't know if it was Craig Groeschel or Andy Stanley. Somebody much wiser than I said this, and I've just tried to incorporate it into my own leadership. But the greatest things we're remembered for won't be what we built, but who we built. So who is under your leadership right now? Currently, today, how are you actively engaged in helping them grow and develop as a leader? It's what we leaders do. We continually learn. Remember, way back when, episode 56, we started this whole two-part series with the idea, the thought that leaders are learners. This is what we do as leaders. So listen, leaders, at the end of the day, if you're currently not doing anything in the way of developing the people around you, then even just starting back with step number one of consuming and consuming something together as a team, uh, that is going to spark discussion. It's going to bring huge dividends to the overall growth and development of those around you. So if all of this is you look at step one to five and it just overwhelms you, let me just help you out. Just do something. And if you're going to do something, start with number one. Start with assigning some something, some form of content, whether that be a book, a podcast, a, a leadership talk from a conference. Uh, just start with consuming something together. You might take 15 minutes, 10 minutes, uh, 20 minutes out of your next staff meeting to schedule this in and consume some content together. And that alone will be the starter. And then you're going to get people excited. You're going to get people used to this where this is now what we do as leaders together. We learn together. We grow together. That will, that will just have huge dividends in the overall uh, process of putting a more strategic plan in place for your leaders to grow and develop. So even if you don't start off with all five of these steps, just do something. Start somewhere. The growth and development of what you're leading depends upon it. Again, as always, if this episode has helped you as a leader in any way, shape, or form, please go ahead and just share that maybe on your socials, maybe with another leader. You text it to them, message them, direct message them, uh, this podcast, Or if you have time to leave a review wherever you get your podcast, if you could take even 30 seconds to a minute to leave a review somewhere, that would just really help us spread the word about this absolutely free resource that we put together month after month created with you in mind. Remember, the Leadership Matters podcast exists to help leaders become the greatest leaders that you can possibly be. And if leadership is influence, then leadership matters a lot. And if it matters a lot, then we want to be intentional about helping you become great. The greatest leader you could possibly be. So remember, what you do matters. And so does your leadership. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Matters Podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why don't you take a moment and subscribe on iTunes to ensure you never miss another episode. Until next time, remember your leadership matters.